people told me I couldn't go to Kentucky because I couldn't tumble. They said, you're not going to learn how to tumble. Also, you're never going to compete uh, on that team. Like you might make wide squad or go to cheer sport, but you are not going to, you just won't make it. So that combined with people already thinking that I was going anywhere but Kentucky is what motivated me to take a chance. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Spill the Cheer, <laughs> episode number 10 with Boosh Slays. <laughs> now, you might be wondering why I'm laughing. It's because uh, Boosh, uh, you, <laughs> I can't, I can't, I'm trying so hard to say it. You want to tell him why? Because uh, the first time, uh, what is it, you said Bush, and it's, <laughs> it's two O's, two O's, Boosh. Yeah, I'm 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 kind of stupid. That's all right. Uh, nah, people <laughs> usually uh, confuse it the first time, so you're good. Plus, I have a wisdom tooth that's like hurting, like uh, it's 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 really hurting a lot, so it's mm-hmm. hard for me to talk. So bear with me, guys. Everyone that's listening, please bear with me. But yes, I do have uh my guest, Boots Slays. He is an amazing century, an amazing person. Former, ow, oh, that hurt. Former, I'm sorry. Former TVCC, uh, former Kentucky cheerleader, and soon to be a Weber State cheerleader, which is amazing. Congrats. Yes, Thank you. appreciate Congrats. it. Congrats. Uh, but I got you in the podcast because your story, your journey, is quite a unique story. I like it. You told me about it, and I want to share it to the, to the people, to spill the cheer people i guess you could say i don't know if they're my people yet <laughs> i think i gotta let my followers i mean I, dude i don't know i I still feel like i'm small like i'm I'm still small to the point where like i don't know if i should i, I mean say for that? i mean for uh if you think it's small it's, it's all right to think that way but i would say oh, for yeah, yeah, yeah. even for something how small it is you've gotten big name uh people out there big name cheerleaders in the industry and so that's i mean for to get that when you started that's that's a big success you know because usually it takes people some time to get a hold of those uh individuals yeah. oh yeah no it, it yeah it took me a while i mean i got i, I got rejected a couple of times but at the really day, yeah i know i actually did <laughs> i don't want to say the names i don't want to say the names but uh some of them were like, I don't have time, stuff. To oh, pay. Some of them oh. were like, nah, I don't feel comfortable, which is totally understandable. Yeah. I have no episodes. I have nothing to prove that I'm legit. So, yeah, I don't blame them. But Colin was the first guy to say yes. And I'm truly grateful for that. Truly. Am. That's a, that's a good really first is. person to have. Yeah, he really set the tone. It took him a, it took a while to, get, to reach out to him because he's a busy man. Yeah. But... It worked out pretty well, but my uh, Boosh. Okay, sorry, I can't say your name right, man. It's like my no, you you hurt. said it right that time. Just think about five O's, <laughs> Boosh. Uh, five O's, Boosh. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Uh, but hey, I want to talk about your story, so let's get to it. Tell me, how did you start cheering? I started cheerleading whenever I took an interest in gymnastics, and I found out that. I was too old because I was a junior high school was 17 at the time. And so 
I still ended up being involved in gymnastics, but uh, all I did was work out with this team. I didn't compete with them or anything. And on my free time, whenever I'd get done with training, I would see cheerleaders at this uh, gym called Nadenov Gymnastics. And I saw some guy do a rewind QP or rewind awesome. And I, I you know, my, my head flipped. I was like, whoa, that's, that's dope. <laughs> I want to do that. That's dope. Yeah. That's dope. You said rewind QP? Yeah, rewind QP, or if you're NCA, rewind awesome. Wait, there's a difference. I did not know. Yeah, that. yeah, there is. Uh, for UCA schools, uh, everything is QP, and they have their own uh, vocabulary with stunting. And then uh, NCA is awesome, you know. And if you note, if you notice, yeah, if you notice between the schools, uh, UCA, they have their hand on their hip, and mm, yeah. Yeah, I know that. I, I I know that one. Yeah, 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 for yeah, sure, like, for sure. Yeah, 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 and that's that's what those are called. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, for sure. Oh wow! Hey, I learned something new every day. There you go. That's cool. But um, so you got so you got into that because I mean I know for my first time and everyone's first time you see something cool like that you're like I want to do that, but how do I get there? So tell me more. So I s- kept doing the gymnastic workouts and then I got to point to where I was like I want to get involved in this and I asked around and you know a couple of my friends that were involved at the time I had a friend that was or a couple of friends that were in uh, high school cheerleading at the time and they told me they're like hey if you want there's there's a boy like a boy spot for this all-star team in Oregon called Oregon Dream Teams and they're like if you want to you know fight for a spot or if you want to basically try to learn the ropes you can do that and so basically coming to open gyms and, you know, hanging around with them, they told me, they're like, yeah, you can, this is something you can do if you want. It's not too late. And they said something about like how boys pick it up a little bit faster. So I, yeah, it was just something that I saw more opportunity than gymnastics. Cause that was, I should have started that a long time ago if I wanted to do that. Like you're an insane stunter. You're, you know, you're, you're a hardworking person, most importantly, but how, how did you transition from Oregon from the all from that all star team to TVCC, I was a very hard transition, uh, just because I mean it was a very comfortable place in Oregon. Uh, I wouldn't say that you know, uh, not I wasn't very competitive at the time. And going to Trinity Valley, I mean it was a huge mental game. It was very competitive atmosphere. It was great and you know terrible at the same time, just because like the terrible parts were all the learning failures and stuff that I had to go through. But yeah, I mean, I was, I was soft. I wasn't competitive. I was naive. There was a lot of things that I basically was from Oregon and I wasn't, you know, in the position that I had to be for TVCC and they needed a competitor. They needed, you know, I I needed to be like a monster. I needed to be basically somebody who's willing to do the job. And so it was a very, very tough time, very tough transition. Okay, so give me so give me a little rundown on what you mean with like the tough times. Because uh, before we talked about, you said about gaining weight, you know, the mindset and everything else. Like the first year of being in college at TVCC, I mean, you're going to have a lot of firsts there and a lot of, you know, just the generic like, hey, freshman 15, uh, you know, the first you know, longest time being away from home, all those kind of things. And so a lot of it was like, if it was, it was very new to me 
And I mean, everybody goes through it, but I feel like certain aspects I hit harder than others, you know, instead of a freshman 15, I, uh, you know, if you do 15 times four, I think that's like quadrupling. I, w- I did that, you know, and that was a, <laughs> that was an extreme. So I, you know, little, little too many Taco Bell runs at 2 a.m. Uh, throughout the year. And so I gained, yeah, I gained a lot of weight. I gained, I was 220 pounds, which was you know, normal athletic weight for me. And I got to almost 300. So I got to 285 pounds. Wow. Yeah. Was it just the lack of like working out or did you just really just over like go, went over past your calories? Oh yeah. Most, most definitely. It was, you know, it was definitely the type of food I ate and how much I ate. It was all due to the mindset and the one voice in my head that I listened to one day where that voice was, Hey, you can eat like this, you know, you can eat whatever you want. You're an athlete and you know, you don't need to tumble and stuff. So you don't need to worry about your weight that much. And you're a stunner. And honestly, if you get bigger, it'll be good. Cause you know, you'll be more solid. And as soon as I let that voice kind of be in my head, you know, 70, 80 pounds later that I was. Yeah. And so how, how were you able to lose all that weight? Well, finding out that, you know, I was out of shape for everything, you know, I couldn't go through a routine without losing, you know, uh, gasping, wheezing for air. Uh, I couldn't tie my own shoes without my stomach getting in the way, like losing my breath, like that kind of stuff. Uh, Did anyone ever say something to you or was it you just flicking that switch in your head it was a combination i would definitely say people obviously said things uh some were straight up and honest and told me like hey dude you're losing it and some people that were like you know kind of would give a little bit of shade they would say like oh hey i mean maybe you should uh lay off the soda or lay off of this and i'm like oh maybe (laughs) maybe you're right (laughs) but i didn't i didn't listen to them that much just because i kind of think they know right that's at first that's what you that's what you're thinking right yeah i mean i kind of was already too far gone in a sense like i already Mm -hmm. told myself like this is fine this is fine this is fine it was just you know lying to myself and then probably because of the stress of the whole situation you know i was stress eating and all that kind of stuff i think it it really comes down to who you are individually as Mm -hmm. a person if you're happy the way you are the way you look the way you feel that's what matters 100% at the end of the day. You personally, you know, you shouldn't listen to anyone else. But if you don't think mentally you're at your game, if you don't feel like you're being the best version of yourself, I mean, it's time to change. It's time yeah. to change. And that, that, that for me, that was one example. Because you're, like you said, freshman 15, I, I gained weight crazy. I thought I was okay. I thought it was cool. I thought I was gaining weight to get bigger for my stunting. Well, little did I know, uh, bad fats and bad carbs were not the way to go. I thought yeah. pasta every day was good. <laughs> I thought, it's, like you said, Taco Bell, you know, there's burgers. Like It's good, but you just got to know your limit. But, yeah, at the end of the day, if you're happy with who you are, then, then you're happy. If you don't, don't change, change it. Yeah, and there's... And that's why that's what you did. Yeah, there's definitely a difference between, you know, uh, like lying to yourself, saying you are happy and, you know, you accept the way you look. And then there's basically, I mean, then there's the actual truth. Like, if you're totally fine with it, you are. But 
Yeah. My my case, I was definitely lying to myself because I wasn't getting the things I wanted, and I mean, I didn't deserve it. You weren't performing well. Yeah, I didn't deserve any of those things because I was doing that to myself. Like I was not eating like an athlete. I wasn't training like an athlete. Like though I was, you know, not taking those those parts very seriously. And so I did that to myself. But as soon as I realized, like, hey, you're not happy. You're just lying to yourself. Yeah. So it was time for how a change. The, how was the comeback season? Comeback season was definitely successful. It definitely was a whole nother journey because I I went I went back and I even lost a little bit more than what I used to be. So I went from like 285 to I think like 215 or 220. And I mean, uh, I got coaches yelling at me because they were like, we told you to lose weight, but we didn't tell you to lose that much weight. I mean, they, they were yelling at me because they were like, uh, my stunting and everything got worse just because like, Lost it was a different, yeah, it was, uh, I lost a lot of strength and everything. So my stunning was worse than when I was, you know, a Pillsbury Doughboy. And so mm-hmm. I, uh, I had another, you know, journey ahead of me. So I had to regain all my stunting with my, you know, my new size. And so that was a whole battle with it within itself. But I ended up making Matt, competed partner stunt twice. I was center elite for Matt. I was, I think, the cleanest stunt. Uh, out of the whole team that year i didn't move no steps and it was a good comeback for sure what was uh what about your stunt your partner stunt with molly yeah it was uh it was something that i wanted to take and i thought hey like it'd be a good opportunity to do because you know i've never done it before neither has she and it would get my stunning better too because i had to work my way up to it and i got you know closer to point to it and i had my other teammates uh, JJ and Matt, they they were doing it as well, and I was like, you know what, I wanna, if I wanna be more competitive and I wanna challenge, I should go after and do that kind of thing, and it was a good opportunity to go for. But I mean, both both times that we went UCA and NCA were not the outcomes we wanted. You know, we obviously failed. We didn't hit our routines, but there was so much that I learned from there. You know, I learned that above all else, like above being competitive and everything else. It was a matter of being in a different mindset of, of nerves, you know, because nerves were super important. And so I learned really fast and I learned it the hard way that, you know, that's another part of me that I got to work because you can train as hard as you want and you can do all these reps and be conditioned. But you have to you have to train your brain and your mind for those situations because it's a, it's definitely a mental game. How was Molly a big impact during that process? Molly was a big impact because at the time I knew that she had certain things with her, like her anxiety and the things she was going through. But I, uh, I wasn't very sympathetic or empathetic at the time because I never grew up with anybody that had those kind of things. And I was also, you know, just me growing as a person that wasn't a part of me. You know, I was very, uh, the negative part about how competitive and driven I was, was that I was like, no matter who is in my way, I don't care. And even if it was my own partner, I was like, you have to train as hard as I'm training. You have to do all this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And so that for, I mean, if somebody did that to me, I don't know how I would have reacted. Like if somebody was like, you know, not sympathetic or empathetic of my situation or my feelings, I don't know how I would have reacted. And so for Molly to be as strong as she was and to persevere and push through all those times, of our training sessions at the cave, even though she was 
going through all those things mentally like that inspired me in so many ways i was like i mean she's making me want to do this and this you know like sometimes i thought she was a robot but i was like no she's (laughs) just she's definitely a badass would you say she helped you move to the next phase of your life like tvcc after or uh well like the partner stunt like after the partner stunt did yes oh yeah of course because basically what she did was even though we failed during both competitions or during i think it was after yeah it was after uca uh we failed after uca and she basically kind of awoke this part of me of how you know i need to prepare for things mentally better and calm my nerves because she was calm and she you know i knew i knew of her anxiety and everything else but she just kept composure so well and so she taught me basically to she taught me how to like discover that part of myself how to be prepared mentally and how to use my nerves as fuel versus letting my nerves take over me and our partner stunning experience helped me use those failures to use the opportunity as competing on the team uh for center elite like using that that as an opportunity for a comeback and be like hey this is how it went last time you have to use this time in order to go through a different game with your nerves and so she definitely helped me with composure and the competitive aspect in my mental game tvcc definitely game changer it has helped you become a better person but tell me the next chapter in your life was university of kentucky what made you go there so one thing that kind of struck with me and kind of bothered me was the fact of you know people telling me i couldn't do things and there's you know it's very common for people to use haters or people to use people who doubt them as motivators but mine was I don't know mine was different mine wasn't exactly like hey you told me I can't do this so I'm going to prove you wrong mine was more like everybody's already expecting me to do one thing and they already kind of created that path for me and I'm like who are you who are you to do that you know like who are you to say like oh yeah Boosh he's going to he's going to Moorhead after after TVCC or oh yeah he's going to Weber and you know Kentucky is everyone's dream i don't care who you are like even if you don't actually want to be there you want to be a part of it and you know who wouldn't take that opportunity to be you know, on the best uca team in the nation mm. and i was like for some reason it was just comfortable that's all i felt i felt like if i left to go somewhere else like yes i would go through challenges and hardships but no matter what i would have done it comfortably and you know there's that whole meme or that saying like you know as soon as you hit a comfortable stage like your life is over because you're not gonna Mm -hmm. you know you're not gonna progress and so and just talking to everybody i mean like everybody told me you're not gonna like the 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 haters that i had i mean they were also you know they played a big part as well because people told me i couldn't go to kentucky because i couldn't tumble they said you're not gonna learn how to tumble also you're never gonna compete uh, on that team like you might make white squad or go to cheer sport but you are not gonna you just won't make it so that combined with people already thinking that i was going anywhere but kentucky mm-hmm. is what motivated me to take a chance do something that none of the people that were 
leaving TVCC would have done because I think it was just that risk and that leap of faith. People don't take a chance. It's because of fear. Yeah. Oh, like you said, comfort, like being comfort, comfortable in your zone is not, I personally, I personally think that if, if you're not getting out of comfort zone, you're not living life, you know, you're not, you're not pushing yourself to, to who you can be in the future. Yeah. Agreed. I mean, was really scared and it felt completely new to me, but I was like, you know what? For some reason, there was a voice in my head saying like, you always told yourself that you were going to try out for this team. And even if you didn't make it, at least you could have told yourself you took the chance. And so I couldn't have lived my life genuinely happy if I didn't try out for that team. I mean, Kentucky, one of the best programs, like you said, one of the Hands best programs. Uh, coach, coached by one of the best uh, mm-hmm. multiple coaches are the best. I mean, alumni, are, I mean, there's, there's a reason why it's there's a yes. gold standard. You expect the best, you know. Jomo he, himself, I've never met. I've never met the dude. I've never seen him in my life. But I mean, there's the videos, the people sharing their stories, the posts. There's this one thing they always say about him, is I mean, I don't want to say it. I rather, I rather have you say. It, but what's the one thing that that you that you can say about Jomo? One thing that I could say about him is he does a very well job of. Being that coach that is not your friend, he doesn't care what state you're in. Uh, he doesn't care that, like, I don't mean, like, doesn't care like he's heartless. No, I'm saying, like, he, his goal for a championship, his goal to be, like, to be a winner, all that kind of stuff is above everything else. Like, his kind of, you know, his vibe and his mentality to me was, like, there is no such thing as too much before day two. There's no such thing. And I say that because that's how we practice. That's how he made us practice. He, there were times where I sat there and I was like, this man is, this man is crazy. <laughs> like he's making us do, he's making <laughs> us do this and do this. And I'm like, I don't, I don't think I can go through half of this. Like, it's not going to happen, man. Like we're like, somebody's going to catch this girl above me because I'm passing out. Like it's not, it's not happening and it was like i i say it now and we laugh about it but it was it was real stuff like i was like dude i'm scared but he he preached that so well with his actions because he made us do things that i i didn't think we were going to make it through a practice i didn't think this was going to happen and yet we conquered and we achieved it in a practice and he just instilled this confidence in in me you know me personally and as a team and i was like Mm -hmm. Uh, that's what one thing I will say about him. The goal is always in his mind. The day two, everything. So everything that he does, there's never a point to where he's like, oh, you know, we did pretty good today. Um, you know, we'll do less reps. Well, he's like, no, we are. There's no such thing. I want us to be done with day two, and then in getting to that point and saying, all right, cool, yeah, now we can relax. And that's what you know. That's what I will say about him. Looking back at everything, what's the biggest motivation? I would say the biggest motivation is to not worry so much, not worry about so much about the future in a sense, near distant future, what's happening in the future all the time. And what I mean by that is it's easier said than done, but if you try it, it's amazing. 
put your head down, stop focusing on all the details, like on the little things every single time and just overworking yourself. Put your head down, work, grind, and then pick your head up, look where you're at in four months. You know, four months went by, you didn't check more, like check by, check in to see anything. Four months, get your head up, look where you are now. And at that point, you can see how much you've grew, how much progress you made. Check in, put your head down, pick your head up in four months again, five months, because we're so, I mean, just as humans, we're, it's instinctive to worry about every little thing, worry about the future and everything. But, you know, trusting the process and making sure that as long as you work and you do these things right, you can have checkpoints to where you can make sure to see you're doing things right or you need to take a step back, you know, not worrying so much about the future, but Mm -hmm. having fun, grinding, keeping the goal in mind, obviously, you know, that part of the future, but not thinking about the future every, every second. Talking about, you know, the next chapter in life, we were state. What are your goals for that, for that, uh, for this upcoming year? So my goals for Weber state, uh, I would say I've had, a change in mindset, you know, and my mindset for the past like four years was, you know, winning a national title with a team and, you know, getting to that accomplishment. And I think that goal is still in mind, but it's different now for me because before it was, that was all on my mind. And, you know, I took things very seriously. I think my goals for Weber is to, have more fun, like train, have the goals in mind, but to have more fun and kind of basically what I said, you know, put my head down and just check in where we are in five months instead of thinking every single day of what nationals can be like, because at the end of the day, you can never put in too much work, but after, you know, after the competition is over, that's, you know, all said and done and to not dwell too much on the results, but I think that will be better for my you know mental state and i think it will be a good way to think about it because i haven't thought that way and uh you know i don't know maybe ever or ever since i started so just to have more fun and grind and enjoy the process you know this next phase of your life you know the way you're looking at life is so motivational it's so inspiring but one thing is who do you thank the most for pushing you to be where you're at now uh that's that's a really hard question because that's all right it can be the haters it can be i mean i honestly i would i'm gonna have to take take the route of saying i mean everybody i think thanking supporters and thanking haters it doesn't matter because all all those events all those people molded me you know, into the person I am and gave me the perspective that I have today because I don't know, I just, it's just hard. I can't, I can't sit here because every single person I think mm-hmm. about that, yeah, you so know, many had people. positive impact. I'm like, I could, I could list a lot, but I would say to sum it down, everybody from all the places I've been to, you know, Oregon, TVCC, UK, Weber, like all, all those people. Anything you want to plug in? The one thing I will add, uh, just to kind of leave for like a you know a piece of advice or a message or something, is take time to know who you really are because you know your goals and your aspirations might not be part of who you are or might be 
not in your path, you know, I think the easiest way to do it is to be truly honest with yourself and ask yourself, hey, do I really want to be, you know, a competitive cheerleader? Do I really want to, you know, do these things and accomplish these things? Because if you don't, there's nothing wrong with it, nothing at all. But it's saving you, you know, that path so you can go to who you're meant to be because, you know, being competitive and especially in competitive cheerleading, it takes a lot and, you know, just to know who you are. So I would just say take more time to realize who you are and basically know what identity, you know, fits you best. Exactly. That's hey, you said it right. That's a great way to end the podcast. Awesome. Thank, well, thank you, you so much. Thank you. I'll for talk to you soon, brother.